Let me read to you some older words from the Old Testament, from Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 to 15. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread down on you from heaven. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for all of that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, In the evening... You shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaints against him. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, Because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but it is against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, They looked towards the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared then in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall eat your fill of bread, and then you shall know I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread, the manna, that the Lord has given you to eat. Amen, and may God bless to us that reading of his holy word. Now, the opening reflection, I said, was based on the parable of the vineyard owner and workers looking for work. And that's the parable that will be the focus reading of the online service today, which, as you know, uh, people watch from 10.30, and it's still, of course, uh, going to uh, continue during these weeks, even though 
we are gathering for in-person worship in certain locations. And in that parable, we have the image of the owner sending out his foreman looking for workers for that one day, that particular day. And to the first group, he offers the usual day's wage. And he promises to pay the others selected whatever is right. But then the strange thing about that parable is at the end of the parable, each worker, no matter when they were chosen and how many hours they worked, received a full day's wage. And of course, it resulted in the early workers chosen complaining because we've worked a full day and we're receiving the same as those who've worked less hours in the day are getting. That's unfair, they said. In that parable, if we understand that the employer is God and the wage is eternal life with God, then it makes sense that no matter when somebody is called by God, no matter when somebody accepts a call of God, whether it's early in life or later in life, the promise of God applies and it's equal. That share in eternity with God, that special relationship with God. It doesn't matter whether you're 15 or 25 or 65. We get that. However, if we transfer the meaning of that parable to our common work situations in our society, then the parable looks a bit different. There does seem to be a great injustice in it that everybody is paid equal, no matter how long they work for or how hard they work. The image of itinerant workers gathering in our town squares is not a common sight in Scotland. It does happen in some places, particularly in the agricultural industry of the country. But we do know that in other places in the world, it still remains a regular sight. People meeting in a town square, in a central location, hoping, praying, desiring that they will be selected and be given a day's work. Typically, in whatever land we are talking about this happening, the desperate workers are immigrants to that country, desperate for work. Desperate for work means desperate for food. It's as simple and basic as that. Desperate for food on the table, food for the family. And that's the link, really, between the story from Jesus, the parable, and the reading that we're thinking about this morning from many centuries before Moses and Aaron and the troop of people escaping Egypt, walking across the wilderness, but starving, desperate 
for food. Desperate for a job. Desperate for food. The link in these two wonderful stories. And both these themes, work and food, are majorly important for us and for the world today whenever we think about justice, about what is just in our world. Injustices that restrict access to either of these, work or food, leads to stunted lives, death of hope, and sometimes death itself. It was early on in that journey, this plea of the Exodus travellers. Hunger was setting in, but not quite starvation at that point. Yet somehow they knew what was coming. They knew the the way that this was going to go. Hungry just now, starving tomorrow. Crumbs on the table for the family just now. Nothing for the family in a short while. They knew what was coming. And that fear of starvation already held the people in their grip. What if there was no food? What if there was no work where they were heading? Dashed hopes, unfulfilled dreams, too weak to cope, how to care for loved ones, for family, possible sickness, then death, panic setting in, natural self-preservation instinct. Come on, Moses, you made a promise to us. Do something about it. Do it soon. Do it now. When we think about our society and the world that we live in, scratch under the surface and you won't have to struggle too hard to find the sense of desperation. Desperation is there in people's lives. Desperate for work. Unemployed for months. For years. Desperate for work. Here at home, abroad, in other countries. Desperate for food. Look at the queues at the food banks in parts of our own country. Desperate for food at home and possibly more desperate malnutrition and starvation in other parts of the world, leading to dashed spirits, broken hearts, fearful souls, concerned, desperate parents. Into this existence comes a promise to us today, a promise of God's benevolence and love that works, well, it should work like nothing else that we can imagine. Ample grace from God, creator, father, sustainer of life. An image reflected in the landowner's grace and in God's manna from heaven. Abundance, abundance of grace. 
In her analysis of the New Testament parable, novelist Amy Jill Levin claims that the landowner not only fulfills his contract with those first hired, but also fulfills an obligation of righteousness with his generosity to the hired workers later in the day. Moreover, she says, he helps to support the entire community for giving, giving money to the workers means food on the table for the families. He is more focused, she says, on equity, fairness and parity than on equality. For the Israelites, God came with manna from heaven. But the story is, he didn't just give them what they needed to, for their starvation, for that particular specific hunger. But he revealed an abundance of grace and promise. Yes, that met immediate need. But more than that, it was a promise to meet the needs of his people thereafter through an abundance of mercy and grace and protection and love and, yes, manna from heaven. Such a grace, such a potential of resource is available. We have the availability in our world, not just of food, not just of money, but also of opportunity, love and compassion and care. We have the potential for supplying all who are needy in the world with everything that they need. Our human capabilities, working by the Spirit of God and the gifts and talents that God has given us, means that we human beings can help out each other to make this a world that is not full of injustice, a world where people don't go without whatever it is they need. A job, food, the sense of hope, the sense of care and protection. So today, our message is clear. Be it food, be it work, be it shelter, be it a fair wage, be it an equal right and access to the vaccinations available in our world, be it healthcare, be it in its broadest sense, the feeling of hope and safety and comfort. In the middle of a pandemic such as we are going through, we realize that we have a duty of care and responsibility to make sure that there is an equitable sharing of mercy and love, care and opportunity and access to the good things of life across our world as we reflect God's abundant grace held back for nobody, available for all. God asks his workers today to make our world such a place. Amen.